0: This is Doc's Cost, episode 26. 26 is the Soul Patrol. Skip Thomas, Oakland Raiders, Super Bowl champion. He's a member of the Soul Patrol with Willie Brown, Jack Tatum, and George Atkinson. Look him up. They're one of the best defensive backfields in the history of the game. So, we got a good show for you today. We're going to pick up on the HMO, PPO thing, and we're going to talk about where things are headed and how that's going to affect the pricing and what you're going to be doing with your insurance going forward. Here we go. mission is simple, to get you 100% covered. I'm Scott Dowling. I've got over three decades of insurance knowledge and experience to share with you. I don't work for the insurance company and am beholden to no one. I'm here to make healthcare transparent for all of us. There's an affordable insurance plan out there someplace, and I promise to help you find it. Doc's Cost starts now. Hey, hey, you know, you ever read something and you want to scream, you watch something on TV, you listen to a talking head, they're supposed to be an expert in the field and they're quoted and you just want to yell, no, I mean, you just go, ah, that's not right. That's what I get when I look at all this PPO, HMO, all this stuff going along with it, and all the ways we're trying to fix things, how we're trying to change things, how we're making things more competitive, transparency. People talk about single payer, and they talk about Medicare for all, and they talk about uh, getting employers out of insurance and how the CEOs make too much money, and it's on and on and on and on and on. And it's not that hard. But everybody's an expert, everybody's got something to say, and it doesn't make any sense, and everybody throws their hands up, and then the status quo remains, and we're stuck. So we're going to look at the PPO, HMO issues. Uh, A lot of things are changing. A lot of scrutiny uh, is being focused upon them, and we're going to take a look at why things are going to change, how they're going to change, and what that affects how it affects you and what the effects are going to be and what you can do about it. So if you've followed docs cost for some time, if you visited the website, the website is docscost.com, D O X C O S T.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at docscost. cost D O X C O S T. Uh, if you've been to the website, uh, if you read the show notes, um, you might've seen it on Apple podcasts or Spotify or Google podcasts or one of the others. You'll know that, One of the mantras is healthcare is not health insurance. They're two separate things. And if you listen to the last episode, you know that HMOs uh, with the Henry J. Kaiser shipbuilding uh, operation and they opened a hospital fully staffed with doctors, nurses, and the whole shebang. That is healthcare. The old HMO is healthcare. But Insurance is completely separate from healthcare. Insurance is a contract between an insurance company who bears risk and an individual or an employer. It has nothing to do with doctors and hospitals and pharmacy or anything else. It's a contract between the employer or an individual and the insurance company. And in some cases, insurance companies provide administrative services only. It's called an ASO contract, and it's for self funded programs. Now, there's also third party administrators that do that, but when you see a Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or United Healthcare, or Aetna, Cigna, you see that label on your card. That means that they may be providing administration. They could be fully insured too, but they could be providing, providing administration for an employer's self-funded program. That too has nothing to do with doctors and hospitals and pharmacy or any other provider. So if you've listened to DocsCost, you know that the entanglement of healthcare with health insurance has been absolutely an abomination. That's why we have such medical inflation that we've been experiencing since this whole thing started back in the late 60s, early 70s, after the advent of Medicare. If you've also listened to some of the old episodes, you know that Blue Cross is a prepaid membership program, which is why they call them their, their insured members. Blue Cross is for hospitalization. And when Blue Shield started, I was up in the Pacific Northwest, Blue Shield was completely separate from Blue Cross. Blue Shield was for physician services. That's how they started. It was prepaid physician services. That, too, is a membership organization. They actually merged back in the middle 80s. So they really aren't insurance per se, as well. And you'll know that from listening to other episodes of Docs Cost, that prior to the advent of Medicare, there was no such thing as major medical insurance. It was known as hospitalization insurance. When you went to see the doctor, you paid the doctor out of your own pocket. When you're in the hospital, you were billed by the hospital. You sent your bill to the insurance company. The insurance company would send you the check for the hospitalization, and then you, in turn, would pay the hospital. That's how things operated before the advent of Medicare and the advent of major medical insurance. And that all started as recently as 1967. That's not that long ago. So um, while medical inflation took off after Medicare started in the late 60s, and the HMO Act came to be in 1973, the HMO was seen as a cost-saving operation because they could take a flat fee and cover their, their members for that flat fee. So the employer would pay um, $1,000 per employee per year, and it would be up to the HMO to take that $1,000 per employee and manage the care of all of the members coming from that certain employer. That was a cost containment vehicle. And because of the inflexibility of HMOs, doctors and hospitals started to offer their services at a discount to members of a PPO network, which were formed by Multiplan and some of the other insurers, as we discussed in the last episode. And those discounts brought great volumes of employees and other insured individuals to their practice. So they got a higher volume of, of uh, patients. They made more revenue per, per patient, and they gave those discounts back to the insurance plan. So it's been about almost 80 years for the uh, Kaiser Shipbuilding Field Hospital that started HMOs. Uh, it's been about uh, 50-some years since Medicare started. Uh, you got a, almost 50 years for the HMO Act. And then about 40 years since PPOs have started. So they've kind of run their course. Expenses, healthcare expenses are way out of control, and employers have basically had it. PPOs and HMOs don't offer any cost savings whatsoever. Everybody's fed up with the system, but why is it important that the employers are fed up with the system, and why is that going to cause a change? 157 million people get their health insurance through their employer. And you can go back and listen to the prior episodes of Docs Cost, and you'll hear why you get your insurance through your employer, why you get your health insurance through your employer. Almost half of those people in the United States that have health insurance, 50% get coverage through their employer. Then after that, it's Medicaid's next uh medicaid let's see medicaid is uh 19.8 percent medicare is 14.2 percent military is 1.4 percent so that's the whole government piece and then individuals is just under six percent and uninsured americans is about nine percent and again as you know when you get your insurance, your health insurance, or your employer, your employer is paying at least 50% of the premium on your behalf and sometimes up to 85 to 90% of the premium on your behalf. So here's where the employers get ticked off. In a study by the Journal of the American Medical Association, it was published in October of 2019, The estimate is nearly $1 trillion of annual spending, annual $1 trillion of annual spending can be considered wasted. The waste domains, which they're called, and amounts according to the study are pricing failure, $240 billion, failure of care delivery, $165 billion over-treatment or low-value care, $101 billion, fraud and abuse, $83 billion, failure of care coordination, $78 billion. That's all on the medical side. That's all of the provider's side. It has nothing to do with insurance, but that's what's being paid to the doctors and the hospitals and the pharma. And those are the premiums that you pay and the premiums that the employers pay. Those are all the claims that accumulate and those are considered the paid claims which base the premium for the following year and the year after that and the year after that. One trillion dollars annually is wasted. And that's from a a study published by the Journal of the American Medical Association. As the insured patient, you should be ticked off too because part of that premium you're paying. You're paying anywhere from 15 to 50% of the premium. That's money out of your pocket. That's money that's taken off of your table. That's money taken away from your kids because the doctors, the hospitals, and the pharma are overcharging or wasting or doing something with the money that they otherwise shouldn't, and they're charging it to you and your plan. And your plan is paying it because that's what they do. Nobody's paying any attention. And it's your money, and you need to start checking on that. And you need to get involved. And you need to ask questions. And you need to pay attention too. So here's a here's a uh, excerpt from a trade publication. Uh, it's an insurance industry trade publication, but uh, and, and it is uh, Benefits Pro. But uh, it's from September of last year, September of 2020. And it says, as healthcare becomes an ever-increasing portion of expenses, employers are no longer willing to rely on the hollow assurances of preferred provider organization contracts. PPOs apply discounts off billed charges that are arbitrarily set, often inflated, and always confidential and lacking transparency or accountability. This buyer beware market has resulted in ballooning medical costs where there is no end in sight to increasing prices goes on to further say the RAND Corporation, an independent think tank, found in 2019 that prices paid to hospitals by private health plans averaged 241% of what Medicare would have paid. This reinforces the buyer beware nature of medical markets as a younger, healthier population is paying on average 140% more than those over 65 with comorbid conditions. Based on these findings, researchers suggest that employers design coverage using contracts based on multiple of Medicare or other prospective case rates. So they're basically saying that employers were encouraged to base their pricing off of Medicare. And Medicare is lower. Obviously, the government is squeezing the doctors and they're paying directly. Well, you're left, the PPO network, PPO contracts say you got to be quiet. You can't say anything. You know, you got to gag on whatever. You can't disclose what the prices are. And they're 140% higher than what the government pays for Medicare. So the market alternative that's being bandied about and has been for the last couple of years is called reference-based pricing. Reference-based pricing. So there's no network. Um, you've got operators that, will, um, that have all the data that know what the uh, pricing should be, and they negotiate the rate directly with the hospital, the doctor, the, the pharma, whatever it may be. Um, they do it directly. So there's no network involved. Um, it's been met with some resistance. There's a lot of people who have a lot at stake that don't want to lose what they've got, what they've built. Um, but it's been built on the backs of employers, and it's been built on the backs of employees. And they're pretty much fed up with it. And reference-based pricing is starting to gain some traction. Um, I mentioned the big heist in the last episode. I'll put a link to that up this time, and you can learn a little bit about more about that um, there. Uh, reference-based pricing is... Basically, a substitute for a PPO network, um, but it can be effective and could be a good transition. One of the obstacles to reference based pricing is that providers may not want to play. Then you have the operators of the networks, and reference based pricing is a threat to them as well. In that same article from Benefits Pro, says payors also express their concerns that absent provider contracts, members may not be seen by providers. Contracts need to be negotiated with physician practices and hospitals need to accept RBP Medical Plus payments for this to work. Besides reference-based pricing, there's also purchasing groups. Uh, it was widely reported that... Uh, Berkshire Hathaway, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Amazon formed a group. The not-for-profit was called Haven. It was disbanded within the last six months, uh, didn't come to fruition the way that they wanted it to. Even when they announced Haven back in 2018, the Wall Street Journal ran an article on that and quoted the executive director of Catalyst for Payment Reform, who said employers themselves also might struggle to unite because they often have far different cultures, employee populations, and geographies. Employers have a very hard time coming to agreement on the exact same contract terms. So it's not a surprise that Haven disbanded, but it also illuminates the fact that it's hard for large employers to band together The most effective person to control costs is you. You're the one that sees the doctor. You're the one that deals with the doctor. You're the one that goes to the hospital. If it's not an emergency, then you have time, and you have time to plan. You have time to consider. You have time to budget. You have time to scrutinize, and it's up to you. It is your money, and it's your co-workers' money, and it's your employer's money. But wouldn't you rather have that in a raise rather than send it off to a hospital that's charging you uh, 144% more than what Medicare pays? Wouldn't you rather have that in your pocket for a benefit for you and the family rather than uh, have it for the, the uh, doctor or the hospital that's charging you, you know, wasting a trillion dollars, it's charging you 30% more than what you should be paying? That's money out of your pocket. So you should be scrutinizing and you should be paying attention and you you need to demand to see the prices. You need to demand to know the price before you go see the doctor. And if the providers are smart, the doctors and the hospitals, they're going to start publishing their prices because once somebody starts doing it, then nobody else is going to want to miss the boat because they're going to lose the business. So it's coming. It's just got to be a steady drumbeat. It's coming. So, hang in there, stick with me, stick with Docs Cost. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers, your boss, your firm administrator. Tell them to listen to Docs Cost. You can find Docs Cost on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got a question you want answered, go to the website, docscost.com. You'll see a banner up at the top that says questions for Docs Cost. Click on that, submit it. I'll be sure to recognize you and where you're from, and I'll answer your question. Remember, the only question that's not a good question is one that's not asked. So I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for the time you've afforded me today. I always appreciate you. And remember, health insurance is not health care. Doc's cost is where you gain the knowledge, experience, education, and information, become an astute consumer of health care, and take control of your health insurance. Lower your cost, take total control. Now here's my pal Morgan Fingleton. So long everybody.
1: The is